Welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Law podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids in the Law. We're talking about episode 16 of season one today. Uh, and we've got Amay Lutkin and Jared Emick uh, and me, Nick. Uh, guys, what's up? How you doing? Oh, you know, doing pretty well, Nick. Thanks for asking. Uh, Amay, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I feel good. I'm glad to see you both. I feel like it's been a long time since we've had a guest. Maybe we should uh, work on that, but... You're already yeah, sensing need, and we... need some sort of livening up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wonder if our listeners get tired of just hearing us because it's always kind of the same perspective. I wouldn't. I, like I think we're sense. a hoot. Okay, we're a hoot I mean, May, you're in the, you're in the Motor home. City. You know, why don't you regale us with all your, uh, you know, Detroit Rock City, uh, you know, adventures? Well, I'm like in a suburb, so I wouldn't say oh. I'm having many adventures. But there has been a lot of snow. I went and Any I got rocking? my booster shot. Oh, yeah, um, I got my booster as well. Congratulations. Did you feel sick after? Yes. (laughs) Like way more than I was expecting. Almost worse than the actual vaccine itself. But I guess it's all the same. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? I did, but not as bad as the first one. So I don't know. Oh, really? We're all reacting differently. Hey, guys, since last time we recorded, or maybe I just forgot to bring this up, but uh, there's been some kids in the hall news. Um, Wow. So Scott Thompson and Paul Bellini, who's a writer for the Kids and All, and one of Scott's old friends, they uh, they used to be in a in a queer punk duo called Mouth Congress, like back in the eighties, <laughs> and uh, they're re releasing uh, their uh, all their discography, or maybe just releasing it for the first time, I guess. Wow! Uh, so do you want to do another podcast about that? Should we <laughs> a discography song? review? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Mouth. Well, let's listen to a little bit okay. of the of the band. Okay. Sure. Is that real applause or fake? Not sure. Wow, I would not say that this message is in line with some of the things we've seen on the show. <laughs> but I uh, I appreciate them singing that out. Yeah, know, the anti-racism that. message is is particularly rich coming from them. But uh, hey, you know they're on the right side of things. Ultimately, yes. with uh, the song that, that's from a song the people have spoken. Um, yeah, uh, it's. It's. Uh, I, I thought the music also sounded kind of better than I would have expected. I mean, it's the recording quality is bad, but um, the recording quality I think is very in line with the era from which it came. It like sounds very much yeah. like that uh, time to me. I get the but it sense, sounds like yeah, new wave kind of punk. I get uh, the sense that they're all kind of musicians in a way. Like maybe that uh, you know that guitar sketch that we saw with uh, Foley recently. Um, Maybe not too recently, but somewhat recently was. I don't know if he was actually a guitar player or not, or if that's where he got the inspiration from that. But 
I don't know. There seems to be also, you know, there's a lot of the McCullough sketches where he's playing the songs for his uh, girlfriend or whatever. Seems like they all have and some music experience. I think a lot of comedians do play, especially sure. male comedians, play an instrument because it's like, okay, I'm either going to be a rock star or a comedian, obviously, so I need to delve into <laughs> sure. this too All obvious. comedians want to be rock stars. All rock stars want to be comedians, right? Exactly. Or did I make that up? And Bruce has released uh, two albums. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Most wow. they're mostly like sketch com half sketch comedy half half musical but uh, he's really he's, splitting he's, the difference there okay so why am I out here guessing hey, I mean you know for a fact Nick they're they're musicians <laughs> do you guys play <laughs> instruments do you two play instruments no yeah I Jared do does. I, Jared's I a, played a I played freak. saxophone in high school and then yeah pretty much since college I've played guitar on and off do you have a saxophone still no no I don't I I sold it to, you know probably for. I don't know drugs to or buy something. a guitar. Yeah, it's like no, a gift um, of the magi situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to my saxophone. I should look into that and have an update for the next pod. Next, you sold it to buy your girlfriend um, a comb, and she sold her hair to buy you a, a saxophone reed. <laughs> How much is a saxophone reed? She sold her hair for like fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, well, cheap she had a hair. She donated. She donated it for for to Locks of Love, but but the sentiment was that um, you know Locks hey guys, of Love actually has like come out and been like, please stop sending your hair. We need money <laughs> because a lot of hair is like unusable, <laughs> and they get these packages of like rotten, like processed hair. They can't do anything with. <laughs> yeah, I heard they said stop sending your hair. Like after I send them my hair, and they said that was, <laughs> was Nick Ramirez yeah. ruined this for everyone. <laughs> You totally destroyed a whole charity just with your dead hair. <laughs> well, guys, what do you say we move on to the recap? Okay. And I forgot to prepare anything. <laughs> I usually great. prepare like a what was number one, but today we won't do that. Uh, right. I'll just say that this was so no guess, of... no fun kind of chart update. This is a bare Let's just assume episode. it's Phil Collins and call it a day because yeah, that's how I was going to say it. Probably is Phil Collins. <laughs> But this one uh, it originally aired April 17th, 1990. So you guys fill in the blanks. Uh, it's episode 16. Do your and, own research. Hey, let's <laughs> let's go ahead. And, and this is going to be an interesting one because uh, you guys haven't watched a few of these sketches, including this first blackout sketch. The blackout sketch in the episode you guys got sent was different. So we're not mm-hmm. talking about that boo sketch. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I like that one. Too bad. Yeah, I did too. But we'll talk about it eventually. But I think in the next episode, actually. But uh Let's Next watch this episode. Quick. Right, yeah, it's ahead. not. It's not in. It's so not you're in saying not only was there not actually, all yeah, they the sketches switched yeah. out sketches. Episode, they switched them out. It's all fucked up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whoever right, whoever uploaded that thing on. to let's YouTube, let's watch this. Let's watch this like little blackout scene here. Oh, how the hell did this happen? How the hell did this happen? Huh? I'm on the fast track. I got a Harvard MBA. Junior partner, 28. I do everything right. How'd this happen? Mr. Nolan said, Tom, your ends were great. Keep it up. I kept it up. How the hell did this happen? This is really bad. This is really bad. <laughs> so just a silly little blackout sketch. I wow. like it. I mean, I like Boo a lot better, but I guess... We can't talk about Boo, right? We, we, we can't talk on about Boo. boo. <laughs> All right. Um, well, look, what we just watched was interesting. I mean, you know, taking the piss out of the businessman yet again. 
that's what they do best. Um, I don't know. So he's on a he's on a he's just literally wondering how this possibly could have happened because he's out on the ocean. I mean, well, it's like yeah. he's equating like his hard work staying on track with business to somehow preventing this ocean disaster. Right, <laughs> they're clearly unrelated issues. <laughs> Oh, that's that's interesting. Interpreted that, may that what way. Do you, how do you Maybe interpret it? I thought it was just like a little bit of absurdism. Like, how did this happen? How did this happen? Yeah, and then we reveal, oh, what? <laughs> how did this happen? Right. Exactly, uh, though. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in between. Like, I think you're. But he's led not to like, damn. I was like, just. Yeah. I thought I could go barrel rolling. Like he's talking about something completely. <laughs> unrelated i don't know okay well i think i think the absurdist point into it is like it's the the notion that like a typical like business nine to five like decision or meeting like (laughs) could have prevented the fact that he's out in the middle of the ocean on a barrel so i don't know yeah Yeah, like i think it's somewhere in between it's not bad it's not bad okay so hey i guess we'll agree to disagree (laughs) Uh uh-oh preview (laughs) really (laughs) What? Okay. Anyway, yes. Let's move on. Did this. we watch two different episodes? <laughs> Did you literally just say that, and it has no reference to the other sketch? <laughs> Wait, what? There's a thirty Helens that is. They say it's about agreeing <laughs> to disagree. You don't remember? I forgot about that. Yes, oh, you're right. Boy. <laughs> oh boy, that's incredible. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Well, let's May's watch the favorite recurring sketch. characters in this next sketch. Kathy and Kathy is a new guy gay. Let's watch a little clip from it. Is he? Three hours and he hasn't mentioned a girlfriend yet. Oh, I know. Well, I have my suspicions, but you know me. I suspect most men until they prove it to me. <gasps> I can't believe you said that. Well, I suspect some even after. <laughs> or during. He laughs at our can't believe you. It's not even Friday. I'm so full of beans today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I started like saying. I'm so full of beans. Like that's become part of my regular. Uh, you stole. I don't it? know if I've ever said it to you guys, but I say it a lot, and I just realized this is where I heard it from. Like I wrote that 30, line down. Probably thirty I years. It was yeah, very me, funny. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I no, think. I mean, I, I just think. Good. You know, we keep coming back to this. I think Bruce is my favorite, and I think he is so funny just playing this character, this Kathy character. Uh, just such a fun, fun character. She seems like a fun person that I want to hang out with. Yeah, she's definitely the best of his characters, in my opinion, or the one, yeah, that's most pleasant to spend time with who's recurring. Um, I think that this sketch is fun to watch because (sighs) there's just so many funny lines when they're talking about how it's like Wednesday between 3 and 4 p.m. is the worst time, and Kathy's just like, I know I'm going to die then. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, and the thing that they do, they make this gesture that's like a limp-wristed gesture and like right. it's supposed to indicate like, is he blah, 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 is he gay? And that's like a thing that people still do and use. So it was like funny to see on this right. show How that's so old. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people do it like mostly that I've seen recently on like TikTok or something and it's usually queer teens making a joke. But it's just like funny that it's like existed as a gesture for so long. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I didn't know if that would if people so people are still doing that is, but I mean I feel like if I did that I 
I would feel terrible. I would feel well, like because you're not gay. <laughs> like I don't think, and I don't think it would be okay if like, oh, it's wearing you like, did Scott say, Thompson. Yeah. You did say queer teens do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a queer teen, not then. Nick in a bar with all his straight friends. <laughs> yeah, just, that, I actually can't really imagine a bunch of like frat guys even knowing that as a gesture and using it in a way like it almost seems like a private <laughs> thing for no. the queer community. I thought it was interesting um, in the sketch when they thought that uh, him being bi would be the worst case scenario. Why? Wouldn't that be best, I guess, in a way? I or think there's like, a lot what? of biphobia around men for some reason. I also think it's the best possible option. <laughs> 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 I'm like, great. Right. I definitely don't understand why. Even within the comedy from, context of the sketch, I feel like, isn't it, wouldn't it make so much more sense and be easier to joke about it and say it was better? Well, like, I think oh, they yeah, all want to... him to be straight, right? And I think that yes. even now, like, there's this, like, stigma against being a bi man for straight women because they just think it's, like, um, a sign you're going to be cheated on by every gender or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I is. see. It's they like... feel doubly threatened in the yeah. context of the sketch, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too, like why that would be the worst case scenario. I guess that makes sense because to me, it like didn't make sense from the perspective of these two characters. But I guess that that makes that explains it, at least. I, I um, did like this heightened towards the end where she gets the phone call and it's like, Mrs. Robeson, you know, no, we don't know yet. We'll call you back. <laughs> like, and I like them peeking over the edge. Like, I thought it was played really well. I like where it went. And I mean, Foley, I thought, did a really good job as always of just kind of straight manning his role and yeah i thought it was set up really well it was i liked it a lot better than the previous sketch that we had with these two characters um which was a lot more like shitting on uh, mccullough for his character's weight right wasn't that the basis of that sketch yeah yeah basically <laughs> and this one was uh you know more fun <laughs> i liked it better i was not anticipating liking these characters once they came back Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess I was always have a, have had a fondness for them mm. uh, over the years. Well, this is I, the only like, this is the second sketch that we've seen them, right? Or, or maybe the well, we've definitely seen the Bruce character in three at least. Because oh, okay. Remember he he was in the Mississippi Gary or she was in the Mississippi Gary sketch. We still see Mississippi Gary right. uh, in the background there on the wall. That's yeah. right. I always forget that they them. have a relation. Yeah. <laughs> um, some lines I wrote down were. Uh, she thought some guy was gay, but it turned out he was just a genius. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, then another guy in the office, uh, he, she, uh, Bruce McCall's character talked to him, and it turns out he's not gay. He just sleeps with men now and then to prove he doesn't like it. Right. Well, that read true, I feel like, you know, even even now. Would How, you, would we've you all say, done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, it's gone beyond like, yeah, experimenting in college and that whole kind of cliche. I feel like it's like, well, it's pretty much <laughs> people are just open to whatever all the time, more and more than they at least they used to be. Man. Agree. No, totally. I if thought you that, want was, to remember that was something. Unless right. we move on to 30 Helens. Yeah. That's what pens are for. 30 Helens agree. Pens are good. Although pencils are good in case you make a mistake. I mean, what is there to say about the Helens? They're fun. 
Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I, I was I, like, I'm writing down about the Helens right now, <laughs> so I'll remember later. I feel like they they could just do them forever. I, I will never get tired of them. There's just such a good premise, and every you could just do endless beats, basically. <laughs> it's like the perfect refillable piece. I could basically have them agree on anything very kind of basic. <laughs> I don't know, we like, gotta, what is even gotta... the standard for a Helens thing? It's so lo- I feel like it's so low, and it would still be super funny. Like rocks uh, yeah, come the, from the ground. Like, yeah, we sure do love them, and they come in bunches. It could be uh, anything. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty see? good, Jared. See, thanks. Thirty Helen. And that degree. was just off uh, the dome. Go ahead, Nick. Paper bags are more environmentally friendly than plastic, <laughs> but it's always better if you bring your own. That's great. That's Pretty great. Helen's I don't know if that's amazing. even true, actually. No, no. <laughs> well, Amaze Helens was to negate one of ours. <laughs> Not a Helen, what can I say? Um, and now we have a sketch that uh, we're just going to watch. Oh, yeah. A new one. That's a great outfit. <laughs> this is a fun sketch, I think. I was born in a brothel in a town which now no longer exists. When I was born, my mother mistook the afterbirth as my twin. And the cuter one, too, apparently. As I was immediately sold to the cleaning woman for a stamp. I I really, I don't know, I really enjoyed this little character. I'm not sure (laughs) if there was a consistent game to it outside of just this old grizzled art guy, but... uh... I don't think he's supposed to be old. I think he's supposed to be like classic, yeah, like yeah. genius art. Yeah, guy. like maybe like a, a anarchy uh, artist or something. It's hard to say because I feel like part of the fun weird thing was like what already is associated with kind of artists of that nature, like modern artists and people like that. So um, I don't know. I don't know how I would describe the sketch. I guess like punk artist, or is that too simple and easy? And is everything they do they want to be called punk so i hesitate to call them punk um i don't know how would you do, what, what would you guys say the game of this is I think so at first like, sorry go ahead i want to hear nick's opinion well i was just gonna say at first like halfway through the sketch i wrote get wrote old guy bragging about how much he's suffered but then it kind of turned into old. something else <laughs> I think yeah, it's supposed I, to be like forty-five times. Four, yeah, <laughs> but I, I guess it meant older than than these students. Like, sure. basically saying how it was harder back in his day. But then, it, but then that kind of. I think it's, it's like a self-aggrandizing artist. You know, like it's a caricature of like these art bros in a way, and like talking about all the sex he has, and then revealing he's impotent and blah blah blah, all the genital yeah. paintings. <laughs> I, I do I do think it's interesting because it's it is sort of like that and it's like how they have those networking like businessman sketches and they kind of like you know networking is the greatest thing in the world and they're talking to each other like that like I guess this is their version of making fun of people like them like artists right who think that it's like well you know everything's about just throwing caution to the wind and you know getting blasted and painting even the most vulgar shit no matter what it is and I feel like. I don't know. Maybe they're studying the other side of the coin. They're kind of making fun of themselves a little bit. I would say more likely making fun of the uh, the, the the their teachers, making fun of like the 
right the older people in the art world like their art professors and people that they had to deal with going to art school because I, I, I think at least right. scott thompson went to art school i went mm-hmm. to art school and he does remind me of a lot of art teachers we had who were kind of like really into their own mythology that was super obnoxious <laughs> did you guys um, catch the he references uh a hobo like that german shepherd that's a Canadian TV show called The Littlest Hobo about a German shepherd that went from town to town and yes, had adventures. There, there was a, a, a recognition applause there that I was mystified by. I, <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. But yes, thank so you. So that puts a new spin on it. It's a Canadian artist who's famous. <laughs> there, was a, there was a girl in my elementary school that had a, a lunchbox with The Littlest Hobo on it. And I... It was the I was so confused by it, and she explained that it was some TV show, and it wasn't until like recently that I looked it up online and, and watched these, the uh, the clips from the show. It's the the, yeah the uh, wow the opening at least is really is really fun. So it's, it was that pop it was popular enough in America at the time for like people you know, here I'm, to know what it was. Now I'm thinking maybe she was like a Canadian kid, and I just didn't know it. Maybe like uh-huh. she moved here from Canada because I, I have no idea how, how she wound up with a littlest hobo lunchbox. You should have this kid on the pod. Tell the story behind the lunchbox. <laughs> um, All right. What's the I next like, sketch? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go okay. on. You have more well, to say I was going to say, this? I liked uh, the fruit, how he never saw a, a, a fresh fruit, and it was a lime, and it yeah. still take to the existence of peaches. There uh, were some funny uh, one-liners. I like when he said he could only come by being hit by a bus. I think that he acted that part well, the whole thing about being impotent. There's this the really weird shot, mix. which obviously our listeners don't know about, but when he talks about hat licking strangers' faces for like one second, they pan over to this woman who's <laughs> sitting there and just like get a close up of her face. But like nothing <laughs> comes of it. So I guess it's to imply that there's a sexual thing yeah. happening. It's I really the directing weird. on this across the board was weird. Like when they decided to cut who they decided to cut to. <laughs> it was all I mean, sure- all like very haphazard feeling. I'm sure a big part of it was just like trying to cut together two performances or something. The best of it, you know. That might have been something, but yeah, it definitely felt haphazard. I, I did. I don't know. Some of those cuts were just jarring and funny, so maybe that was intentional. I could see like you know, you know, kids uh, Tim and Eric do some kind of jarring intentional cuts, but I'm not sure if that was the feeling here. But I the, well, the, the, cut, sure. the cuts the the cuts of the older people yeah. in the back made, made made a lot more sense. Seemed a lot more motivated than that weird cut to the to the one younger girl. Right. Uh, but yeah, right. let's move on to this next sketch. It's another 30 Helens. 30 Helens agree. Great minds think alike. But so do bargain hunters. Yeah, you've got to get to sales early. Yeah, it's a real jungle out there unless you're wily. I mean, we already talked about the Helens. Yeah, the I, love, uh, I love it's a real jungle out there unless you're wily. <laughs> Very fun line, I thought. One of my yeah, it's a fun line, line because it's a, because it's a an older woman saying it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. great. The one in the orange here, the the oldest Helen, if I if I may say, without insulting her, um, <laughs> she does it for me every time. Very funny woman. <laughs> okay, well, should we move on to this bass player sketch? Sure. Yeah, this I think is my favorite sketch of the ep. I know Ooh. I'm not supposed to say that because it's not I may my thing. Please but... save it for sketch wow, of the ep. Wow, a big time <laughs> sketch of the ep spoiler for Mame. I hope All people right. weren't listening in that moment. Let's watch a little bit. Do you know what I like best about the bass player? His neck. 
mistake. You may not have noticed it, but if you did, I think you enjoy my tale. The mother, the father, the serpent, the priest, the foreman, the woman, the widow, the beast. So it's a lot of Kevin McDonald dancing around, acting silly while Bruce plays bass and Kevin describes the the personality of a bass player. Are you guys uh are you guys uh bass players you think in your lives? You mean like this uh, icon this bass player that Kevin McDonald is describing? Yes, uh, the kind of the the one that exists in the background, I suppose. I, I think I think I'm, I think I'm kind of a bass. I think I'm kind of the bass player in in the band. Of no life. way, you're our leading man, Nick. You're our leading man here. At lead the guitar, man. Yeah, lead guitar, no. Man. If anything, He's I'm kind of like on a, the mic. I'm like percussion. <laughs> I'm like cymbals, like those shakers that people have in the back. I'm one of those. And a May, I think I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Vocalist, vocals. drums. Sure, I'll play the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all a metaphor. You don't. Have... It's all a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll play the drums. Going. Keeping sure, us I'll... at pace and the metronome of the group. <laughs> did you guys um, think this I... was like an inner voice or like just a narration of, or how did you interpret McDonald's character here? I thought McDonald was just like a passionate music freak. I don't know. This reminded me of like kind of older episodes of Kids in the Hall we saw where it's like, it felt more like, oh, let's just do this really weird thing that's super funny to us. And mm-hmm. that's kind of surreal and bizarre. And I really think that Kevin's um, performance in this is so funny. I love it. <laughs> I just think he's really like letting his freak flag fly. You know, he's like dancing around. His outfit's incredible. His hair pulled back in a bun. It's like kind of a spoken word artist situation. I really it made me laugh a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, Jared, to answer your question, I think it's basically a monologue, but I mean, it's it's staged in a way that to make it more cinematic where it's like we start out with the band and then we they kind of fade into the background and we're just with we just love the bass player and, and Kevin right. monologue. Well, I like that moment that we just played where, you know, he makes the mistake and he's like, so, you know, guess they made a little mistake there. And like, I don't know, like he's sort of, you know, I don't think they're entirely separate. I mean, it must he's connected no. to him in some way. Right. Like either physically or mentally or something because i like at the end where he kind of like you know slithers down behind uh mccullough and i don't think that's all just like staging or just for convenience of of shooting i mean i I think think it's i think kevin mcdonald is sort of the chorus commenting on the action yes Uh, like the i don't think i don't think bruce mccullough i don't think bruce mccullough i don't think they exist in the same world but i don't like i don't think bruce mccullough is cognizant of this this person (laughs) no no no, but he is sort of his, like, if not guardian angel, just like, uh, I don't know, soul or something. Yeah, okay. I can believe that. Or, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm just looking too into it and not just enjoying the fun like a May is and just watching McDonald slither around. I mean, I think both can be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, have, you, have you guys watched any of that uh, Beatles documentary? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't have. think of anything more boring than the Beatles. I'm sick of them. They can. <laughs> I don't need to hear anything more about the Beatles for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, you would you would find this documentary so boring then? You would because hate it is. this tonight. I, I mean, like it, if you think this podcast, if you think this it's, podcast, it's largely needs about the Beatles. Okay. If you if you well, think this podcast needs any editing, 
wait till you but watch this. <laughs> so it's it's like seven hours long, and it really oh is God. just it really is just them rehearsing. Like it's them rehearsing and Truly. like uh, mess like uh, saying, okay, well, let's take that again. Uh, George, maybe play this note instead of that note. Maybe play try this chord. It's it's really insane. But, I find uh, myself loving it, and then it's like on the oh, I love take it. of Get Back. I'm like how do I love this? <laughs> like I do, but my God, this is so mind numbing because they're playing the same thing, but it's kind of the point. Like I love, I, we're getting off topic here, I guess. Well, I mean, it's but like, it's, it's an examination it, of the creative process. I mean, it really, it, it, yes, for that, truly. Maybe, maybe Unlike like anything it, I've seen before. It is interesting. I, re- I mean, I relate to so much to adjust from like being in sketch comedy teams and like, that's it, right. It is very yeah. similar to comedy. I, I would I would be very interested to see, you know, I think James Franco made that uh, doc about SNL, and that was like the first time you could see into writers' meetings and, and into kind of like, uh, you know, I think they did rehearsals, and like normally you would never get to see any of that, and it felt like that. Like I would be, you know, very intrigued to see anything Kids in the Hall related as far as writer's room footage or any of that i met you well remember remember we talked to jastro about his experience in the writer's room at the we did we did and that was that they were cranky with each other i would enjoy the drama i think that would be fun to watch like exactly that's kind of what the beatles doc is like i mean there's you know yoko i know i just like (laughs) i think the beatles is this example of like something that hit at the right moment for them, but they're actually just like whatever. <laughs> like they're incredibly well, that famous. That is a hot they, take. <laughs> the Beatles are whatever. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, like they have some good songs, I guess, but a lot of them are just songs that we've heard over and over and over again for like fifty fucking years, <laughs> and that's why it seems so important. It's not. I mean, I think anyway. there's also something said that they were the first people to do a lot of stuff, like the first band to write their own songs and. It, but it, we're getting off track. The only reason I brought it up is because uh, Bruce is is uh, playing a bass that looks a lot like very uh, similar uh, to McCartney, McCartney's yes. bass, and uh, and McCartney kind of was not at all the prototypical bass player. He was he was the front man, and he played bass like a lead instrument sometimes. Just like the bass lines were intricate and incredible in all those uh, Beatles songs. But anyway, so we, do you think they were making a reference to the Beatles here or not? It could no, be. I bet with that, I bet with that bass, it could be. Just, 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 I mean, just, just the you know the base itself. I mean, nothing more than a passing. It is. It is homage. A, that particular base, I think, is iconically uh, re- reminiscent of the. Be- you know what? And now that I look at this from a different angle, it's not the same base anyway. So forget I said anything. <laughs> I'm just glad that I got to trash the Beatles on our podcast, and uh, I look forward to the angry emails. There's I'm a lot of crossover between that's... Beatles lovers and kids in the hall. I'm just glad that some of these sketches match the episode we watched yeah, <laughs> before yeah. the episode. No, no, it's okay, but uh, there, there are more sketches after this, right? It's, it seems like on the time code. Yes, uh, there's a uh, well. Let's 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 watch a, a little bit from this compensation. You guys watch this one, right? The compensation. Yeah, we did. Let's watch a clip from it real quick. Okay. And your enemy. <laughs> right. Well, let's get to it then. Eh? Let's uh, let's hammer some nails, eh? Hey, what's wrong with you? I hate this job. I'm in a rut deep enough to hang up posters. <laughs> so why don't you quit? I can't. The only thing worse than having a job is looking for one. <laughs> Thought I'd recognize that look. What look? The look of a guy who's daydreaming about a disabling but non-crippling injury. Um, yeah, I found this sketch, especially those opening lines, so relatable. The only thing worse than having a job is looking for one. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a rut so deep, you're hanging up posters. 
Yeah, I, I've been there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I thought like the sketch is like about having intrusive thoughts. I don't know if you guys have ever had intrusive thoughts. It just means we're like you can't stop fantasizing about doing something horrible <laughs> that you know it's wrong. Sure, sure, all the yeah. time. Because yeah. he go, he does go on to uh, to injure himself to get a worker's comp. Um, yeah, I, I was wondering. I guess like to me, I thought it was more. It was like the sketch was a worker's comp, like scared straight or something. Or, or I couldn't decide whether it was that or worker's comp instruction or worker's comp PSA or like whatever the word would be to indicate that, yes, your boss is telling you to get worker's comp. Well, also at the very end, it wasn't clear to me if he had actually died. I was like, did he uh, participate <laughs> just in the scheme only to just die yeah. from being hit in the head with a hammer? <laughs> I mean, that was my favorite part, an incredible ending. You know, sketches are hard to end, but man, this one really did it for me. <laughs> well, Floating up watch... in the sky with a bloody head. Okay, sure. Let's watch the end real quick. So Scott hits Bruce with a hammer. And then Scoot, <laughs> Scott, or Bruce, <laughs> ascends to heaven where Kevin McDonald. Once again in a beautiful blonde wig. A great wide shot of McCullough and McDonald like diagonally approaching each other in the heavens. Go, kid. <laughs> Look at those sleeves. <laughs> He's got beer and TV. McDonald's so got heaven, beer and TV. Welcome so he heaven. must be dead. Or almost. I dead. think it's supposed to represent the heaven of having workers comp, but it really reads as though he has died. Really, no, I, right. I, I think he. Both. I think he. I think he actually did die, and that's like the ultimate workers comp, according to to the boss. I see. Yes. The best way to get out of life is being dead. It's true. That's right. <laughs> um, I thought it was a very funny line. They have to like get his helmet off to hit him in the head with the hammer, and he takes it off. And he's like, "Oops, the wind." <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, yeah, yeah I also that made me laugh. Or uh, you know, show him where Dino worked, and Thompson slams the hammer on the floor, and he goes right there. I thought that was good. And then I loved, uh, I'll drink forty gallons of this varnish, and he says, "No, it's got to be an accent." He says, "I'll tell him I was really thirsty." Yeah, that's funny, too. I liked uh, when they were talking about one of the people that had already gotten workers' comp before. They say, uh, I hear he bought a dog and trained it. (laughs) I don't know why that was so funny. Like, that was the ultimate thing. Like, that's one of the examples of things you'll be able to do, I guess. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, And then he was right back in the machine, working it with the other hand. That was a horror story kind of thing. Um, Well, hey, why don't we move on to... Should we even watch? I guess we'll watch this last 30 Helens. Did you guys have the last 30 Helens? Yes. Yeah, it was the one that you previewed earlier in the app. 30 Helens can't agree. Hey! Hey! Can't we just agree to disagree? 30 Helens agree to disagree. I feel like they had that beat and they were saving it for a while there. And I guess, I don't know. It almost feels like you got to end 30 Helens on that. Yeah, yeah that's like the ultimate 30 Helens sketch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and well. Will we ever see them again? Okay. Let's watch this this final sketch, which I did not send to you guys accidentally. But uh, let's watch it. Go away, you infidel, you, you heathen, you unbeliever. <laughs> I do believe, Henry. I do believe in it. No, you don't. 
By the way, you glared at it this morning. It's very, very clear to me that you've stopped believing in the power of my cock, haven't you? <laughs> you've lost faith in my little cock, haven't you? I am well acquainted with the power of your... cock. <laughs> Don't be obscene. Oh, man, they always okay. pick interesting closers. <laughs> <laughs> the power yeah. of my cock, well, it's called, the sketch. The power of my cock, right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a pretty, pretty straight-ahead metaphor. <laughs> um, wasn't bad. I mean, I liked the end there where it was implied that the cops were about to go in and arrest the, uh, I guess, his cock or him. I think him. <laughs> him, probably. Uh, I like that moment. It seems like such kind of a, a sketch writer's move where it was like, let's see, what's the next beat? How can we heighten this? And there's always that classic moment where you want something to happen, but the best thing you come up with is someone throws out a piece of paper. The other person goes, what's this? <laughs> and it's like, of course, it's a song or some like absurdist like beat together. It just felt like a fun, clumsy thing that I related to. Um yeah, I don't know. It was okay. I mean, a lot of the comedy came out of saying the word cock. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm okay with the general premise that, you know, a guy fancies his cock as the most powerful and important thing in the world um, and loses sight of <laughs> everything else but it. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I'm surprised you're allowed to say cock so much on television. <laughs> I guess it's still like, HBO, right? Yeah, HBO, well, the CBC. But oh, that's probably yeah. why this wasn't in the episode I sent you guys. That was probably like an edited version. That didn't oh, right, definitely didn't make it to Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never uh, felt this way about my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a period in everyone's life where they're just like totally obsessed with their genitalia. You know, usually after you figure out what an orgasm is, then you go through a period of uh, feeling pretty intensely about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm going off in a weird direction with this, but <laughs> that's what it seems to be about to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I, yeah. To me, at first, I thought it was going to be more about uh, the, his his wife uh, not be- not believing in his cock, whatever that meant. And then, it, yeah, it just became more about his obsession with, the, with his own cock. I guess him just being like a typically insecure guy who needs that kind of attention yeah. <laughs> to and yeah, affirmation. There's exactly. something about it that made me think it was like he's a vigilante and his cock is the, you know, the right. Like on his the cock is in control of him or something. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, his cock is running for mayor and he's going to clean yeah. up the streets and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a very Batman kind of uh, <laughs> attitude for the cock. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. A little mask on the cock. Yeah. It's hide his condom. identity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called a condom, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I got to put on my mask every time. <laughs> I know. Mask up. Time my to cock mask, mask up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, I thought it would have been a, maybe a little funnier if, uh, he felt like he wasn't in control of the powerful things his cock could do. Like if he was a little bit more throat, like in McDonald's kind of headspace of like, oh, uh, well, yeah, I guess he's running for mayor now. Like he told me I got to vote for him. So you better do it too, honey. Like, I don't know, maybe that would have defeated the purpose. But like, I felt this uncomfortable, like it was less fun to me that he was like, well, who who made the, you know, the catch, you know, Franco Harris or my cock, my cock. That's right. It was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think know. they were definitely trying for 
uncomfortable. I think that was the right. name of that sketch. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, hey, what can we say? They're they're punks, right? That's what they. That's how they. Yeah, I mean, they got a punk vibe, and you know, you got to agree to disagree. Uh, well, hey guys, it's time for that our favorite segment of the episode. This is called Sketch of the Ep. So what's Woo! the Sketch of the Ep? Sketch of the Ep. It's the Sketch of the Ep. Come on down. It's the Sketch of the Ep. Do we is get this that a clean? new song, or have you been singing it the whole time? And I'm like blocking. <laughs> I it feel out like our mentally. segments need music, and so I uh, yeah went off the cuff. Jared, we you're a guitar pay player. To give us a little song. Maybe Jared right. does it. Jared, can you write a little guitar ditty for Sketch of the F? I yeah. should go in the studio. Yeah, I should pull a Get Back and maybe shoot myself coming up with a theme song. And then maybe we could roll <laughs> that for an episode. Um, <laughs> my Sketch of the Up is bass player as well. I like bass player a lot. Nice. Bass player. Um, God, what is my Sketch of the Up here? You know, I, I honestly would have gone Boo if, uh, if well, we had We're not option. talking about Boo. That's next week, Jared. <laughs> we're not talking about Boo, Jared. Um, well, in that case, I think I would have to go with. Uh, can I? Can I tie? Is that allowed? Sure. Allowed. I'll go with a tie between Helens, just because if this is truly the final Helens, I mean, I don't, I don't know, think it is, but maybe. Uh, oh well. Okay. Well, if it is, uh, just you know, it, uh, honor must be paid to 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 a wonderful runner that might be actually overall my favorite sketch in Kids in the Hall so far in these first 16 episodes. Um, Jared, can I then, just say, can I just say, the Helens will return in episode 20. Wow, okay. Well, then I take that all back. My favorite sketch of the ep is the workers' comp. I thought it was okay. very funny. Great ending um, and just a lot of fun lines, a lot of fun moments. Okay, well, hey, what do you say we end the episode and just... Take it out with a little something where I say, until next time, keep crushing those heads. A little something where I say. A little something I like to call. The sign-off line. The sign-off line. (laughs) 